This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. I am currently in Santa Barbara, Karen. I'm in a law office. I feel it. You can see behind me, there's a law book. I can can see it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Chris is in such a vague room. It could be be a conference room. It could be um, just a place where they put just those 15 files. I, I, I mean, on purpose, propped up a law book so you knew exactly what kind of a conference <laughs> room it is. I've just gotten into law, Karen. It's a law conference room. Yeah, there's a what? slip and fall. I got to uh, deliberate. <laughs> this lady fell on some ice into a uh, lawnmower. It wasn't on, but... Uh, Cleaner up. <laughs> it just did a hurt. real it joker. It hurt her, her pride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hurt her pride. So we're going to see what we can do. No, I'm just... Right. It's my friend's place, and they have great internet. It's and beautiful. I'm happy to be here. And I'm it's ex- like Oh, go, go ahead. for it. No, launch into it. <laughs> Dude, uh, I can I'm, feel it happening. Uh, the, the, the uh, well, we have a guest waiting in the wings and it always feels awkward to just let it's them sit there. Terrible, although there is a bit of a power element to it that I Yeah, I like holding it up. entirely. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. It does feel good right now to hold this. <laughs> Just but I'm going to let it go, and we're going <laughs> to introduce our. Do, do you want to do it together? I know you think I've. I'm. Uh. Uh. And I do have a fear of mispronouncing names. People Just do I know. It. You know. It's you know his name. Yeah, Salman Giorgio. But when it comes up to the actual, and I know you're not supposed to say the name early, like I just before. Did, no, you're not at all. I just wanted it's to prove that I do know the name. But when we announce it, I will. Uh. Probably figure say it away. Deborah Giovanni again. <laughs> Just because there's a couple <laughs> letters in there and she was just on. You're right. Uh, but I'm as excited uh, for our guest today as I was for Deborah. <laughs> if that does that sound weird? OK, a all little right. bit. Uh, what, just how do we know our friend? Karen? Seems unfair. Uh, clubs and colleges all over the country. So many colleges. Um, <laughs> so he loves to do colleges. He likes to do nooners. Um, just any old, like a local junior community. He does all those. <laughs> and, He's the and, king of all of those. Yeah, yeah. Midday in a cafeteria. But in all Oof. seriousness, he has uh, an amazing late night set. And we'll talk about that. Oh, I, yes. I loved it very much. Uh, everyone, put your hands together for Salman Giorgio. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now it's, am I mispronouncing? Is it 
Am I right to go Giorgio? Giorgio is the correct pronunciation of my last name. Because there's a lot of people. Uh, it, Giorgio would be an incorrect pronunciation of your first name, though. <laughs> yes, you can yes. definitely. I'll, ex, I'll accept it. Uh, it's um, <laughs> Giorgio, Giorgio. Giorgio, Giorgio. Actually, that was my brother's. Well, my brother, because his name was very hard to pronounce. People gave the, the rest of my family got nicknamed with just names that are easier to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he got he got George Giorgio and it was just Oh wow. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> then he started his own line of jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh my awkward intro to you know there's specifically what late night set did you do that really kind of blew up and kind of changed your career? Conan? Um it was Conan was, it was yeah. Conan. Okay. It was Conan. Mm-hmm. It did very I it that went was the first very thing. well. It went really well. It's yeah. literally this is the reason why I eat food uh, <laughs> uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, because it turned into a career for you. It's mm-hmm. it's hard Let's to ask. I have a question. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because this is something I think of for all. We have lots of friends who are very funny, but it's a different thing when you go to do your first. Was it your first late night set that Conan set? Or that was my you... first. That was my yeah. very yeah. first, and it was whew, that was. I remember. I had I had to poop. Every three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Until. That's I what was, I want to hear about. As you was, walk to that curtain. There was nothing coming out of my body but blood up until that point. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it went into a medical issue. But before you went to the hospital, quick set. Went on stage, got off yeah. stage. I've never, I felt like I never needed to take a shit ever again. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Surely, honestly, if you're having any constipation issues, get a late night set. Yeah. (laughs) But you weren't, I mean, for what, when did your nervousness leave you, would you say? Because you did not seem nervous at all to me during that set. Oh, I was nervous that whole time. But I think I just, I think I'm just high functioning under chaotic situations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, you seemed cool as a cucumber to me. The more fearful and terrified I am, the more collected and reserved I come off, uh, which um, doesn't help if you're in danger and me having to convey that to other people. (laughs) That's right. If you ever need people to help you in any way, Mm -hmm. it's not a good skill to have. But if you ever need to do high pressure comedy sets in front of a very discerning crowd of, I think it's roughly 300. I mean, that's the skill to have. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, it's very handy. Yeah. House on fire. <laughs> you don't want it. But <laughs> yeah. Well, but were you public speaking? Yeah. Nailed it. No. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. It's it's nervous. You were nervous because it was your first time. But also the set you had planned was pretty personal and you knew you were going out on a limb. And may, were you how did you feel about that? Did you um, feel like I don't you made- you know, some people call me a risk taker and yeah. I appreciate it. That's what I'm accusing you of being. Um, I don't know. For me, usually my jokes are my jokes. I don't really think of them as that risque. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, and I think I feel like I've surrounded myself with enough uh, comics and I'm like, I these people have fucking massive balls bigger yeah. than mine all across the board. So I, yeah, like every once in a while, like that's, that's the one I really don't know if I can claim is the, uh, am, I, am I taking a big risk? Because I'm like, I've. I'm taking a risk, but not. <laughs> yeah, you weren't doing it on purpose. I'm not walking into uncharted territory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just remember right. before I walked through that curtain, I was wearing this cardigan sweater. And at the last minute, I was like, I want to take this sweater off. It's too much. <laughs> and the guy that whose job was, he's like a grip and he was just there to open the curtain. He's like, 
you keep that beautiful sweater on. And it gave me confidence. <laughs> and Karen was like texting me and it's like saying reassuring things and get it. That really helped. Like I went. But once you're out there, it's hard not to until you hear a laugh. It's scary. Yeah. And it's it, my my big question was what when I did to and said, what does he say to you afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> And all he did was like, what part of L.A. do you live in? Is all he <laughs> oh, did you like sit and down? And did you say none of your business? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay away from my home and yeah. family? Uh, why are you asking for my address right now? Uh, what are you going to drive by my house? Get away. Like, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's yeah, it was. But I think for me, I didn't realize how short of a walk it is from <laughs> your green room to behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, oh, like the second you get behind the curtain, you're going to start within 10 seconds. Yes. And that's like, I'm like, oh, my God, you should always have to be ready. But like I had I knew how long it was going to take. I just for some weird reason, I was like, I think I have nine more hours left. Yeah. (laughs) And when you were done, I can't remember. Did you go sit by him or did he just walk over to you? I did not sit by him. I uh, he came to me. Yeah, I don't think they do yeah, that wave over. That's the that, true power move. Yeah. <laughs> didn't it used to mean something where it's like, if they wave you over, all of a sudden, yeah. you didn't know, but you're doing a panel situation. I don't know. I've uh, I've never been invited to the seat, so. I think it was, that's like, I'm, I'm thinking of Hurtful. old Carson Hurtful. era. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm just, thinking of Carson. Look, I'm, I've, I've been told, I've been informed that people get invited to the chair. <laughs> I've never been allowed. Uh, <laughs> Can I just add this, that um, oftentimes, the decision of whether or not people get asked to the chair is how much how long that show has timed out oh. to the second because it has to be delivered at say 48 minutes and 35 seconds exactly so he either does the throw from the desk alone yeah or if they have to eat up time they'll literally do a thing of like and what part of uh what part of los angeles are you from <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. ask you a second tier question like that that's so funny because in the history of comics they've all thought it meant Oh, I this was a decision he made because I've made that I've made that step in my career. I think it did <laughs> it for Carson well. like in 1981. And I don't yeah. I think that ended long ago. Yeah, I him. think before they went out, they said, if he likes you, he might wave you over. If he doesn't <laughs> scurry off behind the curtain. <laughs> if he pulls out a contract, sign it. It doesn't matter what it says. <laughs> if he hits you, say thank you. He's quick to anger. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying uh, it's, it's an opportune time to renegotiate your fee if they ask you to do something extra, like sit down on the couch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're like, yeah. You know what? I saw my contract. I didn't ask for this. <laughs> do you have seventy five dollars? Yeah. Then fine, I'll do it. I'll Sitting sit down. down technically sounds like a stunt, so I'm going to need <laughs> a stunt rate added. Like, you I know what? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say anything. (laughs) I'm not either. I'm interrupting you not to say anything. I was just going to chime in on that idea of the nerves that I have gotten backstage waiting to be walked. Mm -hmm. Like there is this period of time that I feel like it's the most vulnerable I'll ever be, which is when they come to get you out of your room and walk you down the hall in that time in between where you're just kind of like, just a jellyfish yeah. and it's all fear and it's going to go wrong and you're trying to yeah. anticipate like how to not fuck this up and it's such a and you always walk through and there'll be somebody kind of random and great in the green room as you're walked through it but they're like good luck and then you're like yeah. now I hate you Ron Howard or whatever <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there's all these weird I don't know the times that I've done it it was such a 
like I I really want this to go well. I'm old. Like I don't want this to be sad for anybody. I want this <laughs> to only be like a victory for myself and the audience. Yeah. Like that weird kind of like anything could happen. Yeah, and I then, thought at the last minute I'm like what if I faint and then they just kind of zoom in on my lifeless body. <laughs> I thought that was an option. Oh yeah, there's always a part of me that's like I'm pretty sure everyone's just working against me here. I Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna they're gonna edit this out. <laughs> gonna, this. Huge cuts in the middle of your set. It's huge. Do you who was the guest that night? Did you interact with them? Um I didn't interact with it was Terry Crews who left right after he went on. Uh hmm. and another it was a scientist of some sorts that I couldn't remember at the moment. Um <laughs> and then Adam Sandler filmed a segment for a future episode. Uh, so he was just, he was there to film his segment. Um, so I actually, he came by and said, and he said, and he complimented my set. <gasps> what did uh, he say? I, oh, he just, he told me he loved it and he thought it was amazing. And I, and I tried to, and I was just, I was just so flustered <laughs> that he even came by. So he's a you kind... screamed, get out of my, get out <laughs> of my room. Like, get out of here. <laughs> don't you have your own green room? <laughs> Billy Madison. <laughs> like, don't That's you touch my melons. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's a sweet person. He's always been nice when I've seen him. At so, things. He's, That's he, so good. That's yeah. such a cool compliment. Yeah. And so like, such the perfect person where it's like, oh, kind of the face of comedy said yeah. I did good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, so like this, like the last, like the last person you kind of expect to be there. That's you're one of your idols. You're just like, oh, OK, this yeah. is. Yeah. But you're here. And now I feel good about everything I've ever done. Uh, and my <laughs> you might as well you might as well just sound just like my dad and say I'm proud of you. And then oh. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my my the night I did it was Ice Cube and Wayne Gretzky and Ice Cube <gasps> was much more approachable and friendly than Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> oh, wow. I yeah. love Ice Cube. Yeah. I love him. Did you talk to him? No, I just said hi, and then I I think I said have fun, and he was like you too. <laughs> I said have fun. I don't know. I want him to have fun. He deserves fun. to have fun. Like he in deserves. His movie, are we having fun yet? Yeah. <laughs> One and two. He I thought it was. Are we there yet? I th yes, but also <laughs> the old the script says dot 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 to have fun. <laughs> are we there to have fun yet? <laughs> yeah. One of my best celebrity dreams, and I'm sorry, this is definitely boring, but I'm going to say it anyway. One of my best celebrity dreams, I woke up and I had, um, you know, like if you look at a, a Patagonia catalog every once in a while, they'll show you people who are like camping on the side of a cliff, like literally their tent is shoved into the side of like half yeah, or being whatever. held up by a rope and a carabiner. Yeah, it makes yeah. no sense so in terms scary. of like some, yeah, that you'd sleep there. Yeah. Maybe rest there, but mm -hmm. sleeping. So I had a dream. I was in one of those like basically weird hammock tents on the side of a thing. And I was like, now I'm not going to be able to get down. I'm too scared to go up or down. Like, how the hell did I get here? And here comes Ice Cube in a helicopter. <laughs> From <laughs> Ice Cube rescued me off this side of this camping cliff in a helicopter. Like, girl, get in this helicopter. I was like, oh my god! Had you just greatest. watched Triple X? Um, <laughs> He's in the third Triple X. <laughs> as an I can't remember what why he was so front of mind for me, but man, it was a great. Oh. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I'm in love with him. <laughs> this yeah. I, 
I have I two celebrities' dreams uh, that, sh- that show up in my dream, and they both turn into werewolves uh, every time. <laughs> and it's Tina Fey and Harriet Winslow. And that is. <laughs> really? It started off with Harriet Winslow first, and then Tina Fey got introduced to the werewolf family later on in life. <laughs> Wait, it's a whole family? You have reoccurring werewolf dreams? I have yes. reoccurring dream. I actually have. I I have. Um, my night terrors are. I jump into lucid dreaming the second I go to sleep. Sometimes, uh, so I I have way too many dreams. It's years of dreaming, lifetimes <laughs> of dreaming. Wow. And you remember them mm-hmm. like they stick with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actively try to get out of them because I'm. I literally am in that in in dream sleep the second I like close my eyes and then it's like, and then I, I've learned a bunch of tricks like I, I trip over stuff. Because I actually to get you out. Mm-hmm, that because makes my leg jerk in real life, and it wakes me up. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So yes. in your dream, you conjure a trip situation so mm-hmm. you can get up. You yep. trick yourself. Yeah, because the thing with lucid dreaming sometimes, because people are like, "Oh, it's great, I'm in control of my dream," but also your subconscious is hanging out, throwing out whatever random thought it wants. It'd be like, "Oh, I'm having a sex dream," and it's like, "But what if? What if it's your dad?" I'm like, "Why did you have to say that?" <laughs> <laughs> Where's a table leg? I can trip over. Get me out of here. That's so. Fun. Wait, my... can I ask? I'm sorry to ask this. Who Harriet Winslow is? Do yeah, I know? I didn't know either. I just, I just oh. was quiet. Oh, Harriet Winslow from <laughs> from Family Matters. Uh, the mom. <laughs> Oh, yes. Now I do know exactly who you're talking about. I thought you meant... (laughs) Now I want to know which Harriet you think I'm talking about. I immediately... Harriet Winslow sounded like the lead singer of a really cool band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lead singer of the Sundays. Yes. That's Harriet Wheeler. Harriet... Yeah, very close. Harriet Winslow turning into a werewolf. That Mm -hmm. is amazing. A perfect But she would always be playing the role of my mother. Also, if there's a role of my mother, she plays my mother in my dreams every Mm -hmm. time. That's good start casting. Do you ever have those dreams where you're not in them and no one you know is in them? They're literally actors whose faces you've conjured and you're just watching a boring movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm actually... Mine are pretty entertaining. Yeah, I had this whole alien colony dream once, uh, that, and it's like fifty years of it. Yeah, it's I'm, my my brain is wild, but by, by it's left its own. I never remember them, but sometimes I do have good dreams, and I feel like there's good ideas in there. And for the longest time, I was trying to write them down. I had a pad of paper and a pencil, uh, right by my bed, so I could immediately write them down. But I would always forget right when I went to write. I never remembered dreams until quarantine started. And now I'm having vivid dreams that I remember, and I'm not sure why that is. I'm oh, sleeping you're, better. You're, 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 you're traumatized is what's going on. <laughs> I'm horrified, <laughs> and it's been great for oh, my memory. Uh, good news. You're traumatized. <laughs> I'm so you're, scared. Yeah. I'm so scared. Processing huge feelings <laughs> at all times. Uh, once upon a time, you didn't have enough cares to want to remember a dream, but now... <laughs> right, right. I want you them to replace a... reality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my buddy Jim, uh, Jim Hamilton, has an app that I think he got it because he wanted to find out if he was snoring or had sleep apnea and didn't know until this recording of his sleep that he full on yells and has full conversations. Oh, wow. And uh-huh. uh, it's his birthday. That's why I was here in Santa Barbara. And I slept in the next room. He got a suite with like a door and he is having full. I woke up to him 
just trying to barter with someone in a marketplace or something <laughs> like he's having a full I've never have you ever talked or sleptwalked either of you um no I've, I've I'm pretty in like the thing is that that's why I trip myself because if I move in my sleep yeah. I have to be actively awake to move that's why my arms gets really like I get dead arms so often because I have to wake myself up to churn uh, so yeah, I'm like a burger. I have to flip myself. Yeah, and I yeah. Wait to do it. <laughs> and you're out the whole time. Mm-hmm. I definitely talk in my sleep, and I've always had reports of saying weird stuff or like doing a lot of like giggling to myself. Oh, <laughs> that I think would, is very sinister. That would yes. scare me. Several complaints about that where I'm like <laughs> giggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's horrifying. I know. <laughs> I I giggled at my brothers at night uh, when we would share a room. I would do like a really terrifying baby giggle, just like <laughs> across the room, and then it's like oh, and it was <laughs> okay. Show of hands, bedwetters. Just kidding. I, I'm. <laughs> oh no, Karen! If that was a legitimate, I didn't mean to take away from you finally talking I, about this. Up until I was like, up until it was like slumber party, mm-hmm. uh, sl- the beginnings of slumber parties, and then my mom. We talked about this. My mom did this amazing trick where she handed me. It was a glass that only had like a quarter of an inch of cranberry juice in it oh, and right. it was right before I was supposed to go to bed and she goes drink this and you won't wet the bed oh. it's a new trick we're trying and I was like really and then I did it and I didn't wet the bed and yeah. she completely mind fucked me yeah. into not doing it because I was so nervous about my friend's birthday party I'm like I'm gonna wet my sleeping wow. bag and all these girls are gonna make fun of me it's, it's almost like a form yeah. of hypnosis. That yeah. Was, that's brilliant. Yes. That is amazing. Yep. I've done the opposite that Solomon does in his dream where I'm like, I've had vivid, oh my God, I can't stop peeing dream where I'm just letting it go. And when I wake up, I'm like, well, for sure, that was my first bedwetter. <laughs> and no, dry as a dry as a potato chip. I, <laughs> I've I've not my brothers both of my younger brothers were bedwetters until until a bad age uh, until I could say like nine or ten mm-hmm. um, and one of them when he like he got to the point like because he was afraid of the hallway so he he was getting up to go to pee but instead he would because he was too afraid he would just pee under my bed. <laughs> 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 so like I would I would like I, I remember one Sunday I just went to grab my church shoes from under my bed and just this wall of old <laughs> urine <laughs> smell <just> overpowered me <laughs> as far as he could make it I, I go any further one time my friend got up in the middle of the night and he was snoring and walking which is that's true sleepwalking and he. He was, uh, there was a pile of his clothes. They were clean, but he hadn't folded them. And he started peeing on his clothes. And I was like, what are you doing? And he kind of woke up. He's like, I'm in the bathroom. And I'm like, and I just said, oh, yeah, you are. Continue. And I just watched him pee on his own clothes. I gave him permission. Uh, And he was very upset with me. But it's not like it was my idea. Tell him to stop drinking so much. It was that that that, yes. that is yeah. We were very drunk. Jägermeister. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh man. That's yeah. the. I've told this story millions of times, but it's <laughs> one of my favorites because it was the year that I flunked out of college and I had to move back to my parents' house. And immediately, my mom's like, uh, "The countdown begins, and you're kicked out in a year. So get your shit together." <laughs> like, I've never felt so unwelcome in my life. <laughs> and then one night, me and my sister and some people that we went to high school with who also had already graduated went out to the woods 
in somewhere in like Healdsburg. And then it was a kegger out in the middle of the woods, which is super fun. Yeah. But then the the guys that were seniors when I was a freshman. So at this point, they're probably 21 because I'm like 19, I guess, or they're old. 23. They're like, Karen, come here. And they have a bottle of Jägermeister. And they're like, this is this new stuff. So this is like, oh. you know, 1990. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. you won't believe this shit. And we just start passing around this bottle of Jägermeister. And I took it as such a compliment that like I was a girl that would get picked to get pulled into the Jägermeister party. <laughs> Except for, you know, then cut to I'm so shit faced. Things are just coming in like memory Polaroids because I was so drunk. I go home um, and I wet the bed, wake up in the middle of the night and like, oh, my God. And I have to go downstairs <laughs> and sleep on the couch. And so then at like 730 in the morning, my mom comes downstairs and I hear her like shuffle into the kitchen. And I open one eye from the couch and she's standing in the kitchen staring at me and she goes, you wet the bed. <laughs> and then she just turned around and went back <laughs> you at the bed to let you know in case there the was bed. another reason you were sleeping on the couch it's just like if you don't feel enough like a loser being yeah. here at mm -hmm. your parents house at age 20 <laughs> guess what else guess what else just happened that you might not realize Look, luckily for me I've been so consistently dehydrated that there was <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't that, come out that my body clings to whatever liquid I allow it to have <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've brought this up on this podcast as well, but what is the movie where the kid becomes a runner because he's running home to take down the sheets that he... Michael Landon. It's, it's Michael, Michael Landon's Landon? life story. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's his real life, the actor Michael Landon story. Yes. Okay. Wow. He's from, he was a pa on Little House on the Prairie. Yes. This is very before your time and very of my time. Um, and he, Michael Landon was like the, what, Aaron Spelling, what's the current, the Darren Starr, the whatever, <laughs> Ryan Murphy of the late 70s. And yeah. so, like Little House on the Prairie was the hugest show and he was the executive producer. And so then they made his life story and the, a huge part of his childhood was he had an ab abusive mother who would hang his pea sheets out the window so all the kids could see them, thinking that would get him to stop That's wetting insane. the bed. It's the cruelest. And so he yeah. would run home from school and he was the fastest runner in his school because he had to beat everyone to his house yeah. to pull the sheets It's so out. funny. I just I... made up that it was a, a show about pre Fontaine or something. It was about a <laughs> It's runner. very much like that. Yeah. yeah. I would become the, fa if I wasn't the fastest runner, I would be the fastest runner. That <laughs> right. Is... <laughs> and that is the most abusive mom thing to do is hang your pea sheets to embarrass you. Like that's well, going to yeah, teach you. Like that works. Like wouldn't, wouldn't no one wet the bed if that was a solution. Yeah. No. We all know just a thimble of cranberry juice. <laughs> Little... And really intense eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No blinking. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? If she didn't do that, would we have Highway to Heaven? So I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Always a lesson. I'm so glad you brought up that show. I've been watching it. It's on. Uh, it's still good. That's the first time I remember it's looking over good. and seeing my dad cry. His mouth would be open. Because uh, that's how he tried not to cry. He'd just open his mouth and keep his eyes wide. Because there was kids with cancer at, at, and their sure, hair yeah. was falling out. It was a heavy show. There was a lot oh, yeah. going on. And uh, and Victor Swint, French, they were such a sweet friendship. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were not a religious family at all. And that was as close as my dad also got to spiritual is is wanting to watch Highway to Heaven every week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was, was very Christian. It was very yeah, it Christian. Was. It, it was, but they called him the boss, and 
They'd be like, oh, you like it was a fun relationship with God. Yeah. <laughs> the real the lighter side of God. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. He's, redescribe it as. Now, were they both angels? I'm trying to remember if they were both angels. Uh, Victor French was just a guy that I think in the pilot episode, which I've watched recently, so I should have it memorized. He was in a bar <laughs> fight. Really and uh, Michael Landon was just passing through like the the highway man that he was and he he broke up the fight and got Victor French to stop drinking and then said hey why don't you be my best friend and travel across the country with me I think initially the plan was to take him to the edge of town or to a rehab clinic but yes, they became a, a psychiatric hospital yeah they became uh, I mean they they had a bunk bed together or I, they just drove they never slept they just mm-hmm. drove in that silver uh, Eldorado or whatever That's it perfect. was perfect yeah. Yeah, but I did yeah. see the origin story. I did I never knew that yeah, Victor French was a hitchhiker and then in real life they, both, drunk. they died within months of each other. Did they? <gasps> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, Victor French died after uh Michael Landon, I think. Or Michael Landon died of complications with HIV? I think it was no, no, cancer. No, cancer. I, I, cancer. I know yes. it was cancer, his hair. Yeah. They cut his hair. All of his power came from his hair, and he had this long, <laughs> lustrous hair. You're thinking of it. Tangled. Uh, yeah, tangled. A that's a different TV show. <laughs> oh yes, Solomon. Tangled. Rapunzel. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, that's correct. Who we speak yeah. of? Yes, yes, yes. My other, <laughs> st- my other steady view. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They if thought, you cut and, your hair, you lose your power and your will to live. Yeah, <laughs> but they were like good friends, and they were in. I mean, Victor French was in, I think, Highway to Heaven too, or Bonanza. Like they were in many. They were both on. Yeah, they were both in Little House on the Prairie together. Yeah, and then for them to die within months or weeks of each other, it's like a couple dog. Like when a dog dies, and the other dog or people, it really made me sad. I would actually expect that of all of my friends. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's such a nice way to say you're my best friend. Yeah, the least you can do is die. Also die. <laughs> yeah. I died. The most you selfish thing you could do is keep on living. Yeah, really, honestly. Yeah. After your best friend dies. Yeah. <laughs> w- way to let what? them know from above where they're hanging out with the boss <laughs> that you never cared. Not at all. <laughs> you just eating a sandwich? The next day, <laughs> Salman, would you say is there a TV show like Chris's um, had Highway to Heaven to get help him get through the pandemic? Is there a certain TV show or thing you like entertainment um, piece of entertainment that you return to time and again for your sanity? Family like, Matters, maybe. <laughs> I well, Family Matters is a show that I will always love because it's a show that jumped the shark within the first two episodes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they so, sold out immediately. If you ju- like, the, whenever the show jumps a shark, is when a show becomes generally fun. <laughs> like it becomes, yeah. it becomes anything happens, and we're there's it's like there's no reason for anything. And I think I have fun watching those shows. Most people don't, but those people have no taste. <laughs> what was the shark jumping in Family Matters that they? That's re- the introduction of Steve Urkel. Oh right. <laughs> The show was supposed to be about the Winslow family from the from the viewpoint of Harriet Winslow, because she was actually it was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. Her character was on Perfect Strangers. Oh, I didn't realize that. OK. Yeah. And Steve Urkel tested so well. And then it became about this kid. And it's just it was like the first because that's then it became a, there was a robot Urkel. There was a Myrtle Urkel. There's a, there was a it was all this. It was and, all yeah. insanity after that. I didn't watch it a lot, but I do remember the episode where he became smooth and cool. 
Stefano and he Kel. was like, a, uh, <laughs> he became like this handsome, cool kid. Yes. And I loved it. It's Stefano Kell, but also uh, his uh, his aunt was played by Donna Summers, uh, Aunt Luna from Altoona, uh, <laughs> who spoke very quietly and whispered until it was time for her to sing in her Donna Summers voice. And that was <laughs> the best. Uh, but I went, I bet I actually, I just uh, finished rewatching Cheers uh, and yes. Taxi. And I'm now back into designing women. So I'm watching <gasps> sitcom. I love sitcoms. Those just- three yes. shows are just solid joke after solid joke. I, I need to revisit designing women. That's anything Annie Potts. I mean, it's get out so of here. good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, Julia Sugarbaker has probably the best monologues <laughs> ever written. Yes. Sugarbaker. I forgot that was her name. It's the best. The, the, yeah. her, her, the lights go down. Those, that's the night the lights went down in Georgia speech. Is it's the second episode too? It's one of the greatest pieces of writing in sitcom history. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's true. She would always like it. You know, whenever it was like, I guess it would be the bottom of Act Two usually or whatever, <laughs> like sure. right before the resolve. Julia would step forward. She was like the original social justice warrior. Yeah. She would step forward and just be like, "I would like to point out right now, and you know, the lesson we're all learning right here, and then put it in yeah. very fine." Put a fine point on it. It was Shakespearean. It's like that, that, that point where they do the two, is it the Sonata uh, or Chorus? Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just, it's masterful. Yeah. It's yes. just, it's like, we're just going to let this Southern woman be cutting as fuck for the next three minutes with no, <laughs> no pause for even a breath. <laughs> I got to start. I loved it when I was so a kid, good. but I didn't, I haven't even thought about designing women for years. It's, like, it's the cast is so amazing. Gene Smart, Annie Potts, yeah. <laughs> Delta Berg. It's just like, they are all stunning. <laughs> yeah. I like Gene Smart's the best. She's funny. Oh. She's so legendary. I loved watching her just get part after part after yeah. part when that show ended. And the, her parts were never the same. It was so like I, I think it's uh, she doesn't get enough uh, like her role in um, the Brady Bunch movie as the uh, promiscuous neighbor <laughs> <laughs> that's trying to get a piece of Mike Brady. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's I think I haven't watched taxi in a while but i think that might be my one of my number one childhood shows the from the opening theme to that vibe where i was like this is what it's mm-hmm. like to live in new york yeah, you know like a, yeah. a taxi cab garage and me- with mechanics i just loved the whole um you know it was just very like scenes from a italian restaurant yeah. billy joel yeah. type of vibe where you're just like yeah that's, adults yeah. working out their problems totally that's how i got uh, from hill street blues i don't even <laughs> remember yeah that the cop show it just that was the grittiest part of my life is just watching yeah. that show <laughs> over my dad's shoulder i don't think i was allowed because <laughs> the there was gunplay <laughs> they make good tv you know what else is good at, sorry i just saw a trailer for this because i just started following the twitter feed the silver age of television and so they keep um tweeting old promos for old shows and there was a promo for Cagney and Lacey that was so Uh ridiculous but that is an amazing show to dive back into Cagney and Lacey and the streets of San Francisco I remember Malden that's Michael Douglas right yeah, Michael Douglas and Carl Malden. Yeah, wow. these, Michael Douglas and that, I think that was a, a, a crush, rem, me remembering a crush now, because Michael Douglas and that was hot as hell. Hot <laughs> as hell. And I think he was the EP or something. Yeah. I don't even like remember. Do- I have no I have no memory of that. It's show. like 19, late 70s, early yeah. 80s. Mid, I think mid to late 70s, I would say, because okay. there was 
from my memory, uh, definitely could be wrong, but there are so many long car chases that that almost are like real time car chases. <laughs> where suddenly you're like out in the car and they're going over this hill. Then the second car comes. And it's like they, they yeah. take their time. It's a full and hour. They do like a full pause in the middle of a scene. I don't know if it's like like the way they cut into the commercial did, <laughs> felt so abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then they're, and then they pop, like you show up where it's paused and then they hit play again. You're like, okay, are we watching it from your, are you holding the remote for me? <laughs> yes, from inside the scene. Yeah, what's going on? They, yeah, it's so good. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I, it's, there's something comfortable about watching these old shows. Mm-hmm. Because they're familiar from your oh, childhood, yeah. but also it's fun to find out what was good or well written because other stuff you revisit it and it's like, oh my God, this is the worst. Yes. It's just, well, also you yeah. realize how like insanely talented people are in sitcoms. Like the like the cast of all these sitcoms, you're like, these are people that are just that went and launched like for example, like Taxi is like oh three of like three, four, five the greatest comedians of all time. Uh, yeah. All happen yeah. to be in one show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta uh, start watching Taxi. I've never like really, a, I've never really so watched good. it. Um, Rhea Perlman appears in it as Danny DeVito's character's girlfriend, and the acting those two, I don't know why they don't, they've not done enough stuff together because the way they play off of each other is some of the best stuff. Maybe in the world. they weren't a couple yet, yeah. and there was some like there was like some <laughs> anticipation, you know, some Ross and Rachel shit going on right? <laughs> backstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, when you see them together, it's the funniest thing where it's just like they, it's almost like I bet they both were like, yeah, we, I guess we have to be a yeah, couple. I, like I, no yeah. matter what the chemistry is or anything, <laughs> yeah. they're just like we have to. Even a few years ago, they tried to break up. Remember? And they cheated on her. Oh, really? I didn't hear that part. Well, they're separated now. I don't think they're together anymore. But they're oh, but they're they're still very good friends. Yeah, yeah, they have to be. They have to be. If you're the exact same, have you same been following this? Someone, You've been tracking yeah. this relationship. I just, I, 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 Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman are just a, a thing that I want to be. Just, I want to know what's going on with yep. uh, with them at all times. Yeah, uh, Solomon, have you ever watched WKRP in Cincinnati? Of course, yes. Okay. I love that show. If you're I, in in for the sitcom of that era, that one is a great one. Also, yeah. aesthetically, it's everyone looks amazing in that show. Like it yes. is the most visually pleasing '70s show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's so every like I I wanna I want every outfit from every gender in my closet from that entirely, show <laughs> entirely. It's so true. There was a guy named Les Nessman on that. Yes. That's all I remember. <laughs> we'll be right back with more music and less Nessman. Oh, that's Amazing great. lines on that show. Yeah, and like, I don't think all, I ever watched uh, Cagney and Lacey, but I remember in the beginning, there was a clip where Cagney goes to Lacey, you got to go out there, you got to tell them the truth. <laughs> that's all I remember. I, and I think that was enough as a kid. I was like, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Too intense. Great. Yeah, I got to go back. I got to go back. It's, you know, Time Daily it just as we would all guess, but she's acts her ass off in that show yeah. and it's really delightful. Yeah. Yeah. She's she is great. I was trying, I'm, I also watched Alice, a little bit of Alice recently, and that one is mm. a fun, like, I'm just on my way to Hollywood, but I decided to stop in this town instead and become a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, like, they just needed the flimsiest idea. Yes. <laughs> and then they made a whole 10, 10 seasons of a show with it. Is that, is love. that Kiss My Grits? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
And Kiss My Grits, so it was like, Alice was a single mother and a divorcee who wanted to be an actress, but now she's going to be a waitress. Then there was Vera. She was nervous. Then there was Flo. <laughs> she was a smart mouth. And then there was Mel, and he was a slob. And what's, it was real what's, simple. Was the around. spinoff One Day at a Time or what, with Snyder, the, or is, are those unrelated? It's, I think, the same. I think it's um, Neil, uh, the legendary... Norman Lear? Thank you, Norman yes, Lear. Norman right? Is Alice Norman Lear? I know one day at a time is Norman Lear. I'm not too sure if Alice is. I can't remember. Wow. Um, uh, I mean, Stephen, would you help us out? I think it is. <laughs> I'm on it. That's, but I'm guessing. It. But it's because maybe it's because all this, they all use the same font. Yeah. That gold, that gold like, capital looking <laughs> font. It was oh, such yeah, a simple yeah, yeah. era of TV. Yeah, with the curly Q. Alice with- was created by Robert Gitchell. Oh. No Norman Lear as an executive producer? I don't see him anywhere on here. Okay. Yeah, they would, they would say so. They would tell you right off the bat. Turns out I don't remember <laughs> my childhood. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I think I thought Norman Lear made every show on television. I, he, well, he did for, for a solid decade. <laughs> yes, it's true. And I would watch everyone. I think that's that's probably should be the next library I break back into is Norman Lear Library because it's the best one. What do you what do you want to do other than watch TV once this is all? Are you uh, vaccinated and ready to get out? I am. There I am vaccinated. I was part Good. of the uh, clinical trial. Oh, uh, oh congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I sacrificed my body for science. Of How course you, you did. Selflessly. <laughs> well, it's it wasn't that selfless. I had selfish reasons. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's has it been a couple of weeks? Like, uh, could you? No, I, I got I got uh, I got the shots back in October of last year. The oh, second wow. shot in October because I was in the, the actual trial trial. Oh wow! And it's I amazing. was unblinded because it was it's a blind uh, study, so I didn't know if I was a placebo or not until oh, okay. about. I'd say two months ago. I kind of knew based on my reaction. Sure. But that would be a disappointing reveal. It's like, no, we just put a little poison in there so yeah. you get sick. <laughs> so you can just, yeah. That was definitely sugar water, otherwise. <laughs> sugar water and a little Clorox. Yes. Thank you uh, for participating. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for. Uh, but no, if, the thing is that if you, when they unblind you, they do give you the vaccine if they give you the placebo. Unblinding. What a curious phrase. I mean, so I get wait, it, but... Uh. But you were right? You were right in guessing that yeah, you would die. Yeah, I was right. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have reacted like... But the thing is that people can react to placebos, but I could tell it was a genuine body reaction. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm uh, vaccinated with the Moderna vaccine. Uh, nice. And it's, um, it's like showing up to a party six months before your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's at the house. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Let's yeah. do this thing. Be sure and try the dip. Oh, is it gone? <laughs> is Sorry. It gone? <laughs> is it rotten? <laughs> are you ready to go? Are you, are you starting to think about booking work and, um, get, and getting back to doing real stand-up? Or are you? I guess. Yeah, I, I know, know. Me too. I... Go back it's, and forth. I like. I got to sit down for a year and realize life is long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stand. It's true though. Stand up will always be there for us. It's. It's not like yeah, we're gonna I, like, age out of it. Yeah, especially when now. Like I'm now at the end of my thirties, and now I'm at the place mentally where I'm like, oh, it's not. It does like these goals are kind of pointless. You just have to keep on living. So yeah, just work on the <laughs> stuff you want to work on. And yep. if you get a thing, you get a thing. If you don't get a thing, you don't get a thing. And then you go on to the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then maybe then you get a thing. There's always a thing. There's always a fucking thing. And that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's true. It's really the issue. It's you keep living and there's always going to be a fucking thing. 
then you kind of spread it out a little bit and you're like, I could get this thing over here. I could get one of these things too. I'm good at that as well. And then you kind of like, then you have a nice repertoire Mm -hmm. and then you get more things because you can do more things. A multifaceted, multi-talented, multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) the third in the, i think in the early days my mind used to pronounce your name solomon gregorio like and that, i'm that. sure I, I said that in front of guy Branham one time and then i say Branham, Branham, <laughs> yeah yeah time, yeah and then he was like who are you talking about <laughs> i think that's how i remember it but it's yeah. i i feel like um I I think my name is easy pronounced, but then I see that it throws some people off sometimes, and I'm fine with that. I'm like I'm also of the school of I'm if you get close, I'm I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I just knew a guy named uh, Mario. It's not any correct you if you said Mario, which I don't think he does anymore. But it was Mario De Giorgio, and so for a long time I put a D. I, I called you De Giorgio, and so if you ever heard me do that, know that it came from a place of a friend that I love. <laughs> and I was just confusing you for this uh, this other friend I love. I love I love how you apologize for the possibility that I might have heard you do a thing that I did not catch you doing uh, until now. And I tell you I did it. Yeah, and I could he have already said a... he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, you I'm, are. Gonna, I'm gonna keep digging it. I'm so sorry. I called you Solomon to Giorgio. It doesn't even roll off the tongue. And had you heard me, you would have been offended. Again, oh, I, my apologies. I, I assure you, I I would not have. I am. Uh... You gave me a look. I knew it was acknowledged. <laughs> I knew I blew it. It was three years ago. We were at Tenants of the Trees. If you uh, remember my my uh, opening set, <laughs> if, you, if you remember my credits, it's it's I ha- I'm the toughest skin in comedy. Uh, that's uh, what that's I make right. people say every time. <laughs> Yet thickest, you changed from clubs and colleges. I didn't know. I didn't know the thickest skin in comedy. Biggest yes. Dan in comedy. That's right. You know him. Yet somehow the most blemish free. Mm-hmm. What Feel a nice free to heckle. <laughs> great skin. You can't hear it on the podcast, but Solomon has great skin. You, they can feel it. Uh, yeah, they can. It's in your voice. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, what's a What's a place that you have fantasized about going back to um, once everyone does have the vaccine, yeah. like in a group setting? In a group setting, I got Akbar. That's yes. Akbar is my favorite bar. It's my favorite place to be drunk uh, and <laughs> make unwise decisions. Uh, yes. And it was also a place where me and my friend, who's no longer here, Richard Bain, went to all the time. Yeah. And we haven't said I haven't been since his passing, so I want to just go and uh, get it over with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Say goodbye to that monster and then go on about my day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's been closed. It's probably still closed. It's been closed this whole time. It is. Yeah, it is. um, There's been a fundraiser to keep it open. But yeah, it's just it's it's just uh, the right amount of dive bar. But it still plays uh, as the best jukebox as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it it really has a good jukebox. Yeah. Um, And I like doing stand up in that side room with the archways. And yeah, it's the best. That room. It's just it's a nice it's like it's like a bar that can get busy, but still has the low keyness of a dive bar that you can appreciate. And that's why I love it. And I want to go back so badly. And yep. I'm afraid that every other bar is going to open that I don't want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <So> that- <laughs> Except for the one you want to go <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'll go there too. I'm, I'm, I live in that area now. Mm-hmm. I spent so many years in Venice, but now I'm right near Akbar. Well, um, I always wanted to go there for one of their dance nights because I've only been there for the comedy and then the like after hang, but like, 
Karen. I, that back room. I'll that, take you to a dance night. Yes, let's do it. I'm the surprise, Karen. I'm very surprised okay. to hear you want to go to a dance night at Akbar. Look, I'm not saying I'm not shy or that I don't have body horror, but at the same time, I like to have a good time. I feel... And that room is perfectly dark and mm -hmm. mysterious. You're and they have a dance. fog machine most of the time. They <laughs> nice. have a fog machine just smoking up the room. <laughs> so... And it's like it's it's that nineteen nineties level of fog machine where you yeah. can yeah. barely see in front of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it might be toxic. It has yes. that taste. Oh, that's that's that was my favorite part of the late nineties, early two thousands is the aggressive use of fog machines. <laughs> <laughs> the the clubs now don't effectively use it up to the standard that I was used to, which is. Small space, no windows, <laughs> bursting yeah. through my face. Fill it. I did Fill it, it up. The, the first and maybe last time I uh, headlined the improv, they had a fog machine on hand, or I brought one, and it's just whenever a joke didn't go well, it had a foot pedal, and it would just make this <laughs> sound, and the fog would just go in my face, and I just kind of <laughs> acted like it was annoying, but... It it was fun for me. I love a good fog machine. Oh, it's it's unnecessary, but it's so fun. It's I, like I'm, I'm I've never really been in a place mentally where I'm in a space thinking, you know what this needs? Mystery and the inability to see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and or breathe. <laughs> or breathe. <laughs> yes. But yet I don't walk away from one when it's available to me. So I mm -mm. But yeah, I think but yeah, that's that's like it's it's such a it's such a perfect remnant of the nineties and two thousands. And I kind of and that's why I love going to Akbar because it's perfectly nineteen ninety nine to two thousand three in there at yes. all times. It really Entirely. will be a fun thing to just dance in a room. Something I'm hesitant to do, but I know that I like watching dancing. Like when Biden won and the bottom of my street on Sunset just became a dance party and I just stood in a doorway stoop, kind of scared someone would breathe on me or whatever. But <laughs> I watched people dance with a creepy smile for like an hour and a half. It was like the most joyful just because you haven't even seen people be next to each other. Mm -hmm. But dance, I, I miss it, too. I want to dance. I want to be dance. near dancing. I don't even yes. have to dance. I just want I, I want to hear yeah. the top 40 jams of the early aughts. Uh, yes. Bumping Rihanna, nearby. Rihanna, 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 more Rihanna, then a Britney song, then a Rihanna again. <laughs> yeah. It, with it, with the fog and maybe there's indoor smoking that you're not mm -hmm. supposed to be doing, but yeah. there's so much fog from the fog machine. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. And like yeah. almost like people dancing like it's a job, like they just uh. got to do it. I, I love that yeah. when somebody walks away from the dance floor and their song that they like plays and they just obligated to churn <laughs> around like, yeah, I was going to stop dancing. <laughs> but now umbrellas on and I'll never hear it again. <laughs> this will be the last time. <laughs> yeah, that will be a specific thing to enjoy and watching that I, moment. I want to do karaoke again. I want to do. Yes. It's a disgusting, gross habit that I am <laughs> with you. Should have never participated in to begin with. It was terrible when I first did it in the 90s, but I still love it with my whole heart. I just love karaoke. I'm not a singer at all, but if I can. That's the beauty. If I can I make other too. people endure it. <laughs> I've watched enough TikTok uh, karaoke that it's like I, I, I'm constantly reminded that I did actually like it. I, it is a it's a guilty pleasure of mine as well. They had it's, it at the Holloway, and I was more going. Fun? I was going there a lot, and I had my songs, and I'd go listen in the bathroom, and I didn't know anyone there. That's when you know you're kind of getting serious when you go alone, 
to work on your <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to work on your song. And I go Remember? listen to it in the bathroom and practice singing in the bathroom and be like, okay, I got it. I know how it starts what? and then get what out. What song? There. Oh, what was the the last uh, I was getting good at Keep uh, them separated. I'm sorry, but I've been looking for the right words to say. That yes, song, pro- yeah. the promise. The promise. The yeah, promise. I, yes. I, 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 and you know, I wasn't just trying just then. That was my podcast singing. You have a okay. joke singing, and when Karen's really singing, it's like holy shit, you're a professional <laughs> yeah. singer. There's that same revelation <laughs> with me. I, I can kick it up a notch, and when there's an audience, it's like, oh my god, is that Chris? Fairbanks, or is that the band that sang The Promise, whatever they're called? I um, I personally have no vocal range, uh, but if I drop into Caribbean accent, mm. the world is my oyster. Oh. Yes. <laughs> hey, and that's why I always sing I Jump it. the Line by Harry Belafonte. Yes. Uh, that's my go-to. That's great. I think that's like an automatic party. Oh yeah, Harry Belafonte music and it's... that kind of like what was the song? My dad used to always play um, "Mama, Look at Boo Boo." Do you know that song? I do not know that song. Their mama tell them, shut up their mouth. That is their daddy. Oh, no. My daddy can't be ugly, so shut your mouth away. You never heard that song? Oh, it's the best. I need to hear. It is a real party. Like, you can practically uh, hear the, like, the... I want to say the limbo. What's say the other one where everybody grabs each other's hips? Oh, the um, conga. conga line. Conga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it I, is I, like a conga line vibe of like everybody's like singing and having fun. Yeah, thank God. I, I think I, I hated before quarantine. Sorry, I just wanted to make this point. <laughs> <laughs> I hated uh, karaoke because I don't drink anymore. But now that it's over, I don't care. And I know how much other people love it. And the like the joy of the vulnerability of just doing it and not giving a shit is the fun part. Yeah. I I I want to see that vulnerability. It's same with dancing too. I want to watch people dance that are self-conscious about dancing and maybe aren't good at it. And I want to see them go for it. And I want to see them leave it on the floor. Yeah. You want to see them. Yeah. Get it going. That's it's just, it's just two places where you can see the expectation is that you shouldn't have to be good. If there was a professor, if somebody doing a professional dance routine in the middle of a dance floor, what nerve? What? Yeah. <laughs> or karaoke. I go to Barney's. How dare you? <laughs> I go to Barney's Beanery. A friend of mine hosted karaoke there years ago, and it was it was American Idol contestants, mm-hmm. like yes, that were nerds. professionally good at singing, showcasing, Dorks. hoping someone would come in, and yeah, it was Hopeless way storms. more annoying than someone's voice cracking at a bowling alley. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's like, Who it's like, cares? Like you yeah. can have a great voice, but if you have the confidence of somebody with a great voice, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Gross. yeah, yeah. Gross. <laughs> no. Don't you know what that looks like from out here? Yeah. No one, no one wants it. Totally. We're not at Michelli's. And I do it right. When I know I'm doing well at a song, I'm still looking at my shoes like in an aw shucks way. I don't act <laughs> confident. Yeah. I'm like, whoops, did be- I just sing that? Like yeah. it's you have to get the bar behind you by not going like I also work at Universal Studios. Like yeah. there's no fun in <laughs> mm-hmm. the 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 girl that was always the lead in every musical in her high school singing because that girl's never stopped singing her whole life. Yeah. yeah, there's no vulnerability to it. She's truly going like no one will pay attention to me. I do this on the bus, please. <laughs> but then there's the other people who are like, oh, I had to do five shots, but now I'm gonna do this song, yeah. and then they're just giving it their all yeah and it's a real passion moment mm-hmm. I, it's got to be strangers for me though i don't i don't understand where it's a room of your close friends and you sing to your friend that you, 
or your yeah, family. I, it's like, weird to me. I, I strangers only. Doctor. Private room karaoke is what you're. That, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I, I will participate, but my joy is subjugating people I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, and that's In, what I want to do with stand up. Yeah, <laughs> strange comedy only. to singing. Like, I definitely because well with, with stand up, I am not as forgiving to myself as I am with karaoke. So that's why I love mm. karaoke. Oh, sure. Karaoke. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you didn't hit the note. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't <laughs> nail that song. Who cares? Who yeah. cares? So, and that's why I love having it because it's, it's, it's a juxtaposition to my mentality when I do stand-up, which is like, that joke didn't work. You should go kill yourself in front of your <laughs> <Yeah>. family. <laughs> <laughs> which is how we all yeah. feel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, there's that moment where, and I haven't done it enough to really have experienced this moment, but I've watched other people experience this moment where it's a regular, like there was a bar in that was near the gap we used to work at when I lived in San Francisco. It was called the Mint in San Francisco. Oh, I've been on, to Mint. Uh, upper market, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's right by the Mint, um, the actual Mint. And it has an amazing karaoke night. I don't know if you went there. Oh, yes. And many. I watched a woman sing... Uh, Dream On by Aerosmith. Yeah. And she blew the fucking doors off the mint. It was, and no <laughs> one saw it coming because she kind of, you know, it, she didn't look like she wasn't a preeny type. She wasn't a, she kind of looked like a plumber. You know what I mean? She was yeah. just kind of like, whatever. And she didn't have like his fancy outfit on or anything like that. That song started and everyone there was like, ooh, like what? And uh, the complete like, chatty bar turned entirely toward her yeah. and by the end of that song people were like scream it was one of the best things yeah. i've ever seen yeah, i mean looking like a plumber is a it's a it, it worked for bruce springsteen you know you just <laughs> I walk mean, in it's like i'm yeah, here to play do it low key. yeah white t-shirt sleeves rolled up <laughs> the basics I would, i'm about <laughs> <laughs> i would totally watch a documentary about karaoke kj's karaoke jockeys i would like because they're they essentially their job is to uh man the night uh deal with people but most importantly be this the best singer in the room yes <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> come in and out and make people feel bad for what they just did by doing it way better and it's yeah. sort of like there's this there's also the power they have where like you're a good singer you get to cut in line you yeah. get, like it's just yeah <laughs> and you have to yeah. tip them and they mm-hmm. wink and stuff and yeah it's it, you should take offense if they decide to sing after you because that's them trying to clen- cleanse the palate yes. because you yeah. just stunk <laughs> yes. it up if and it, you should feel good if they go up there and join you on the chorus because oh. they think they've deemed you worthy of their backup vocals I, yeah that means that means you're killing it and they're trying to suck up some of yeah. Your, um, some of the glory you're getting. And it's love- a little awkward when that song isn't a duet, but yes, I can find, <laughs> I let them come Fine. up. <laughs> and honestly, I, that's, I, I have so many friends that end up, that were KJs and comedy has a lot of people that end up being KJs and I just, uh, I would happily just, the day in the life <laughs> of a karaoke. Yes. Yeah. And kind of like, really good stories from the, di- from mm-hmm. the karaoke floor yeah. of like people that have lost their minds. Just to do some studies in this documentary that you just decided you're going to make, you yes. should start a karaoke night at Akbar. <laughs> oh, I, I would not be a good karaoke host. I would not. KJ is not in my nature. Uh, what I, if you were the underwriter? So <laughs> you just make it happen and oh, get yeah. all the people there. And then I will, someone else does it. I will definitely, I will make a karaoke night happen so me and my friends can all harass strangers mm-hmm. in an unwanted space that would yes. be kind of a fun thing to have stand up and then 
if you stick around, you get to see these comics do karaoke. I know there's a bunch of shows that it's yeah. comics singing or whatever, but if the karaoke was just for the fun for the comics to have that, I would love to do a show like I that. I would, I would do that as well. I would do it, but I wouldn't do the comedy part up front. I would just do all <laughs> karaoke. Yeah. I what would if do we just set. do karaoke all night? How about that? I want to tell <laughs> jokes during the measure breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just pick some queen or like something that like, breaks up like that, that has big, long instrumentals oh, God, and you can do bits during it. There's yeah. so many songs that have minute long intros that you can just let out a couple of couple of quick one liners into and then just go yeah. right into the song. Uh-huh. Or like the Layla, that big old breakdown in the middle of Layla, that cha- the song changes entirely. That's when you go into a solid six. I love the com. Yeah. I love comedy. Okay, that's a there's a better <laughs> word for it, but oh, I can't wait for it to be. Also, a thing. like love, love bazaar uh, is a twelve minute song. So mm-hmm. <laughs> get the whole. That's right. Get the whole. Get the whole late night routine in there. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remix yeah. of Personal Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to practice my half hour set with Iron Butterfly. <laughs> 38 minutes long. <laughs> um, any plan that you uh, make once everyone has their second shot, I'm going to be there for mm-hmm. it, Solomon. Yeah. I would, um, lo- I would love to be at any event. Yeah. I will definitely. Uh, I'm very excited for everyone to get their second shot. That's truly my goal. I'm going to have yeah. a party. Karen has promised to have multiple parties, which I'm going to have a par- one party a night, I, every night of the week. I seven just, days a week. yeah, I want to be <laughs> in a house with friends. And that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. And we've talked about it a bunch on here, Karen and I, that, that in the past <laughs> we had anxiety about going to parties or we just didn't show up. And not anymore. I'm no, going. Yeah. I'm going. I'll, I'll be there. Yes. Even if I don't Anywhere. want to. Even yeah. if I, I have a the, sprained ankle. I'm going to be the person now that has a baggie of drugs at the party. <laughs> Let's just like, it. hey, what's up? Look at this. I found this in the bathroom. Like I, insane. Just insane. Behavior. I'm going to oh. become a, a briefcase <laughs> with whippets in it guy. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> you guys are just talking about my friends now. <laughs> <laughs> there was a party that we went to, and I think it was at um, when uh, Cornell lived with like all the boys yeah. from uh, Power Violence. Come and yeah. that big they power. had that. We remember, Chris, you and I went to that party yeah. and we got stoned with Howard Kramer. <laughs> and then we we all split up and I ended up talking to somebody. I was in such a full on pot panic and I started talking to somebody and uh, it was it was a comic. I, I can't remember his name. He started telling me about the intramural soccer uh league that he belonged to and i was so afraid that i was about to leave the planet like i was really in a yeah. full on i should not have smoked that much yeah. pot at a party and so i was like really and i kept asking him really detailed questions about his soccer game that was happening that day. <laughs> it was as if i was fucking fascinated by this person but it was purely just so i wouldn't like come my head wouldn't explode yeah, and it I was an exercise and really trying to feel normal and all yes. of a sudden he thought you wanted to be on the team. Yes, I'll show up. <laughs> yes, I, um, if it sounds normal to say that right now, yes, I'll be on your yes, team. Yes, <laughs> then I am. The The amount of times people have come up to me and said, Solomon, there's this one time you told me something really poignant and profound. And I just have to stand there and go, I was rolling my titties off. <laughs> <laughs> 
on Molly, and you were the nearest person to me. I am. <laughs> and that is just the way it is. And I don't remember saying that, but here we are. Isn't <laughs> that the fun of a party? Saying stuff to people. Oh, I've, 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 I've shown such interest in things that the next day I'm just like, what? Like... You, I, I, I felt like I was just staring out into nothing, but there was a whole person there that I was talking to specifically about a thing they're going through, and I don't recall it at all. Yeah, which is like your own fault if you're going to talk about stuff like that at a party. It's mm -hmm. like, well, guess what? You can't. You might actually get advice that'll help you, but for the most part, there's people who are not in their bodies mm -hmm. anymore. So yeah. I don't know why you'd be bringing yeah. that shit up. I'm just like, I just want people out there to understand that if I'm sweet to you one night, please <laughs> assume that I'm high out of my mind. And I will, I will I be a bitch it. to you the next day. I knew it. I knew I it. I am not coming back to that place of love with you. I had a night in question with you, and now I know the truth. Yeah, I knew it. Forget uh, it. Unfortunately, forget about I've, it. I've cut back, so now I'm just so I'm now in a genuinely sweet place. We've all been so affected by this. I've been doing. Pandemic. I've been. I've been. Oh god! I've been. I've been trying to be a sober baby over on these parts. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, how's it going? Yeah, in quarantine? Um, in quarantine, right? yeah. It's uh, it was. I tried it a little bit. I broke off uh, for a bit because of Richard's death, and now I'm back on it again. Uh, and I'm not hard on myself uh, because it's difficult. Uh, yeah. But I think the most difficult part of it is that I also I quit smoking, and quitting smoking, oh man, that is just that's a hard. Yeah. That's not fun. Yeah, I've done it. Do you That's feel rough. better? Look better? Do you feel like you're healthier and like? It's well, like, looking better is hard to measure on me because I'm amazing looking. <laughs> yeah, um, you already were. Yeah, it was a dumb question. Too gorgeous that was, to was, be able to really. It's, I ask some questions all the time, Salman. That was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, it feeling better is very true. It's just um, it's really hard. Like I'm usually a very calm person, so whenever I have the little moments of like sort of mania from not smoking, it's like I'm trying to learn how to process through those. Try the gum. Have yeah. you had the gum? <laughs> I'm on the Chantex. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been I on do, that I text. Do, yeah, they were, they were like, Solomon, just be wary. It might give you crazy dreams. And I'm like, Mama, I got <laughs> I got night terrors. I want the material. Come on <laughs> in. It gave me a sore throat. New ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It made my throat sore, that gum. It's powerful. Yeah, I never do the gum. Because like, I, I feel like the gums and the patches, I've tried them in the before, and it just never... It doesn't stick because it's uh, not something that it's something I have to do the whole time. And it's yeah. like, it's just like, I just can or I can just grab the cigarette <laughs> and that makes the most <laughs> it's sense. Much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Chantex, that's like the I don't want to advertise without uh, sponsorship. But, <laughs> 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 but it's really the cravings are so minimal and I'm not like I would have like before I would have chewed my arm off. And now I'm like, OK, we're fine. And, and, that, I, and that's the one that Ray Liotta threatens us with in his yes, commercial. Even though yeah. he's never smoked, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's honestly. Oh, really? He hasn't? He wasn't. He I don't was think just, he was a smoker. I think oh, that sort of was the thing. I don't remember what it is. Uh, I just feel like. But I love that. I love anyone selling a product that they don't really need to use. <laughs> they don't need it yeah, all. Yeah, like yep. Rob Lowe and his Atkins shake. It's like at one point, at one point, were you not just a zero body yeah. fat hot dude? It's like yeah. they were you, you never needed... once had any weight to lose. Well, I, I just like... realized that. Why is he the Atkins spokesperson? I love that He's though. Greedy. <laughs> he probably has a lot of taxes he didn't pay. Or... Oh, bag. it's for financial <laughs> reasons. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. He probably had to get the money. Um, 
Um, but I love I love anyone. So like I feel like people were mad at Cher because she was selling that shampoo in the nineties, even though she wore wigs. I'm like, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Cher. Yeah. Let her sell the shampoo. You're going yeah. to buy the shampoo, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you not believe she's a Pantene girl? <laughs> <laughs> buy Cher shampoo. No one. No one's. No one's real. No one's using the product on their hair that is in the thing that they're advertising. No. <laughs> Ever once. Who was just saying this thing and it made me laugh so hard of how um shit I'm gonna say it and not be able to give credit. But it was just basically we were talking about people that have a ton of things sponsored, or it was on Twitter and I'm misremembering it as a conversation. But it was someone making the point that Jennifer Aniston is is just needs moisture so much because everything <laughs> yeah. was it with Joel Kim Booster that everything she advertises for is like water moisturizer yeah. it's yeah. like a thousand things like conditioner and her shampoo or whatever it's like it's, she must be so dry and she's got great skin it's 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 extra the wet the marketing skin. campaign of hydration is so clever because <laughs> I feel like I have so many things in my house to hydrate me yet I never feel hydrated so no. It's just, it's an effective marketing tool because I will be fooled by it every single time. You got to get a also, swimming pool. That's the only in Los time Angeles, you really yeah, feel it. It's impossible to be, to feel uh, per- corrected, correctly moist. <laughs> Say that. That's all but accepted. In this town, Everyone's sorry, least favorite word. We heard scanning. it. But there's no other word. There was no other word. For a used. better one. I didn't want to also say hydrate. That's what I it, it was the way you enunciated it, too. It was a perfect <laughs> delivery of moist. Correct. Moist. The correctly moist. Correctly moist. I would get there. I'm getting that tattooed on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> it only shows up when I'm hydrated. <laughs> That's how you know you can stop drinking water for the day. It's like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. That's yeah. it. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh shit. Um, well, I got to, right, yeah, I got to get back. I got to prepare for this litigation here in the office. Yeah. Chris has to leave the law office. He only rented it for 45 minutes. Yeah, it's also yeah. a wee workstation. Uh, yeah. It was just for your guys' enjoyment. I wish it had been a bigger hit, but... Uh, um, Solomon, any plugs, any stuff we can look for you um, upcoming? Uh, upcoming wise, uh, I will be leaving my house eventually uh, at some point or another. So um, out in the streets. We'll call it like a fall tour. Yeah. Of leaving the house. <laughs> um, so I live in the greater Los Angeles area. So if you do see me around, just say, hey, Solomon, and that'd be great. Uh, I will talk to you. I haven't spoken to anyone very much in the last year. <laughs> and, and yeah, when we are all doing stand up, when you see that Solomon's yes. in your town, I very much encourage you to go see him because he's very. Stand up, very so fun. good oh, at stand up comedy. Yeah, so yeah, good at stand up. I should comedy. probably figure out like dates and stuff and like places. Hey, to me go, too. So. I didn't even mean to add that pressure. <laughs> I don't know either. My guy was like, "Do you want uh, August?" I'm like, "That's a long ways away. Maybe I don't know." I, it's it's impossible to say. Yeah, one day I'll be out there, and I'll be Solomon Giorgio then too, and it'll be everywhere. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> neither. Yeah. Just, Just you wait. wait. See. Yeah. Until then, uh, we'll be dancing it at, in the Akbar mm-hmm. back room. I can't wait. Exactly. That's Your the, that's the newest tour for all three of us. <laughs> it's our dancing tour across see Silver Lake. All at Akbar. You have <laughs> been listening to "Do You Need a Ride?" D Y N A R. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you 
send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it, were you scared or was it fine? Mouthhorn Uh, with Karen and Chris.